Steve Dugas. Kevin, welcome to week 13 of the YFFL 2017 podcast season. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be back. Uh, it's been a few weeks since we've talked YFFL. Yeah, when's the last one we did? Was it like before the trading deadline, after the trading deadline? It was, uh, we had one with Bobby and the three of us, me, you, and Bobby. It was, it was a little while back, I think. Uh, I don't know, it's off the, it's off the front page. So, so. yeah, we made some week 10, we we were talking right at the trade deadline. Yeah, yeah, we talked on Bobby's birthday, that was it, yep. So, uh, yeah, so let's start off with our, the number one topic facing the YFFL, the Flacco Watch 2017. What is going on with Joe Flacco? Uh, he still sucks. Yeah, he he couldn't even... He could, Jeremy Macklin only had six yards receiving against one of the worst passing defenses in the league last night. Like, he is terrible. Just he is legit terrible. terrible. And, and the sad thing is, I was looking at my roster on Sunday during the games, and I think I'm going to have to keep him just because I have no one else to keep. So he will probably be a Husker going into draft night 2018. That's wow. sad. Yeah. Sad. So I mean, it's, it's a problem across the NFL, though. There's just, there's just no quarterbacks. Like, you'd probably rather have Brett Hundley on your team than Joe Flacco, even though he's going to lose his job when oh, Aaron Rodgers comes back. I don't know. Brett Hundley, I think, is. I mean, he looked pretty good this past week, but he's been pretty bad otherwise. I'll take. Uh, I'll take Case Keenum, even though he may not be the quarterback next year. Who knows? But anyway, that's that's enough about Flacco. We don't need to go too deep uh, into Flacco Watch 2017. So no, I think uh, I the playoffs. For Flacco talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the playoffs are right around the corner, and um, I mean. Yay! I don't. I mean, it's most of it is pretty set, except for a couple little things. The uh, who gets the buy in the AFC? I mean, it's really not that dramatic going into the final week of the season. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the drama got taken out this weekend when the Mallards won, which if they'd lost, it would have set up a winner take all with the Dragons, which would have been terrifying. And yep. But yeah, that's. I mean. Pretty much, we got the six teams in. Or if the Eaters had lost, that would have put a lot more on the line. Like technically, the Eaters could still not make the playoffs, but the they'd have to lose, the Bear would have to win, and yeah. outscore the Eaters like 110 points or something. Yeah, if the if the Chickens had won, we'd have more to talk about. Uh, that that division would still be up in the air, but the Beans clinched it. Uh, and I mean, you can argue, you know, Nick's forum post about. Uh, the end of season schedule. I mean, it, it kind of rang true. It made this week meaningless for the NFC West division. So uh, maybe flex scheduling will be something on the docket uh, at the end of the season. Well, we'd have to. If we would ever do that, you'd have to come up with like a really ironclad plan as to how you determine who played who. Or else, I mean, especially. Uh, yeah, I mean, I. The biggest problem is that the buys trickle I, into week 11, and you just don't know until they announce the schedule when the buys are going to be in. That, that I think, yeah. Freaks me up. So I don't think it will ever happen. I think flex scheduling would only work for weeks 12 and 13 when buys are over, and you have a more 
finite sense of what's what's going on the division for for the NFC West. It would have worked out great to move uh, to move those games. You know, the, have the beans and the chickens playing the last game of the season. But I mean, even even this week though, there is some intrigue for those of us interested in the Huskers' chickens. If the chickens win, they miss out on the Super Bowl playoffs, because that's what we're calling it. If the chickens lose. They are. They have a pretty good shot of making it in as the number uh, six seed, five or six seed. So it's not completely, you know, out of the question that there's some interest in this last week. But I mean, in terms of the playoffs, yeah, there's not. Another thing about flex schedule, like all of a sudden you jumble up the schedule, and well, if I played my original schedule, then I would have won all three games or two games and made the playoffs as opposed to. Change it around, and yeah. that's just the way the sports worked. Like, it, I wouldn't be for it, and I don't think it could ever work. Yeah, it's, it would probably never happen. I mean, the the whole underlying variable too is if I have to play the chickens in week twelve. I'm using the chickens again as an example. Yeah. And my Husker matchups are really good in week twelve. I want, wouldn't want to switch it to week thirteen if I if I think my team has worse matchups. Right. So yeah. I, I think it's, yeah, I, I don't it's, think it's, it's ever going to happen, but. There's so many levels of items to just be against. Yeah. 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 So then. So let's. Yeah. So I think for the most part we got like five teams are set in the losers playoffs: the Thugs Brothers, Llamas, Huskers, and Tangs, I believe. Or no, the Tangs could still miss. There's four teams in. The Tangs and the Bear. One of those two could fall out, and the chickens could sneak in. The tangs and the buddies. If either of them wins and the chickens lose, that team is out um, because of that tie the chickens have. If the chickens go five and seven and one, they'd have priority over anyone going six and seven. So, it could be the poop, the tangs, the buddies, the boys. That's it. Um, everyone else is eliminated. Yeah, and then the the seven through ten seeds are all pretty wide open. Anyone can land anywhere yeah. still. Yeah. And we get the playoffs. So, as we look at the playoff picture, the Mallards, Beans, White Guys, they're in. Merry Men, Eaters, Refugees are all in. Yeah. The Merry Men have managed to tie things up with the White Guys and own the points four tiebreaker at the moment, so they have to buy. And if they beat the Dragons this week, they get the bye, more or less. And yep. Or if the white guys lose, they'll get the bye. So right. It'll it'll be interesting there. I think it's as with my other team. I I feel like it's just critical. I get these first round buys because I just feel like I'm barely keeping my teams afloat. The Mallards got on a good run, but all of a sudden, Alvin Kamara is just coming on. Like Ingram's still great, but yeah. who knows? Kamara could just take over that backfield any second. All of a sudden, Ingram, mm-hmm. is, Evan Ingram is like useless because the Giants just announced that Eli Manning's been sent to the bench for the rest of the season. Which I yeah. can't believe they would do that to that guy after everything he's done for that franchise. To, Bench him the last yeah, it's five a years. terrible move. Terrible move. I could talk about that for hours, but uh, you know, no one wants to hear about Eli Manning and Joe Flacco. That, that, that franchise yeah. is a 
Yeah. And D. Hogan's still hurt. I've had, what I have, Mike Evans suspended for one game for fighting last two weeks ago. Now this week I get Crabtree suspended for two games. And I don't understand <laughs> yeah. it when A.J. Green and Jalen Ramsey fought two weeks ago and, and neither of them got suspensions, but all these other guys are getting suspended. It makes no sense. Hogan's still hurt. Yeah. Also, I, I need Wentz to just carry me. Which he's kind yeah, of Yeah, you probably do. Yeah, I, I, I think really I think you Yeah. The Mallards the Mallards really need to buy. They they certainly do, especially the Beans have been playing pretty well. The white guys uh the white guys haven't been you know, they've lost what, four is it four out of five or they've lost four in a row, I can't remember. They've lost well, he's lost three in a row. Um, let me see what it is overall. Yeah. That's right. They were seven and zero, and then they lost the Huskers. And then they won one and then they lost three in a row, I believe. Yeah, so they they're on a, they've lost three in a row and they've lost four or five. Um they they're due. You kind of got to feel like they're just due, though. Like they're due for a a big game any week here. So I guess you yeah. hope they get out of the way before the playoffs. If you're if you're going to the playoffs, um, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen this week. Cause I I'm I don't think I'm going to beat the Dragons. So I, I'm really rooting for the the big boys this week. They I really need their help. Yeah, I think I think. The big boys will probably pull it off. Uh, the thing about the white guys is I cannot believe, after week two, we all said Cream Hunt has the rookie of the year locked down. And now, yeah. I mean, I don't even know if I'd put him in my top three. Then it switched to Joe Sean yeah. Watson for a while. Yeah, and, and then he got our... Camera away. I would, I'm, at this point, I think I, if, if Watson had a gotten injured, I would vote for him. I think now I'd vote for for Kamara. He's just been unbelievable at the end of the season. But yeah, I don't even know if Kamara makes my top three at this point. He's been so bad the last nine weeks or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be it's gonna be a couple of interesting votes, like 'cause I think it'll be Kamara versus Watson and then mm. P is kinda wide open. Probably between what Cousins, Wentz, and Gurley. Maybe Antonio Brown. You know, I don't. There, but I, I don't even know how you rate this one. You're going to have people giving Brady first place votes because he has the most points, or Russell Wilson, I guess, if he comes out on top. But then Watson, you know, isn't pretty good. But I mean, are you you take points away from the from the Beans for not getting a quarterback that one week? I mean, these quarterbacks are. There's no there's no standout player this year. There's just I don't even know who I give it to. I mean, not to, not to push my own guy, but like like Wentz is almost he's top five for points. He's only played six weeks, but then it's like, well, he's only played six weeks, but I've won like all those games. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes you think if you had started in the whole season, he he'd easily win the MVP. I think. Oh, yeah, he's got, I think he's got 197 points or something. He's been playing the whole time. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think John's going to have a really tough... Yeah. 
John, John's gonna have it so tough when he has to make that list of the five guys because it's, it's yeah, just a, a, a very strange so, list. I think if Wentz can, if Wentz has another 18 to 24 this week and ends up like top three, four for points, then I, I got mm-hmm. to my pull. Or if Gurley has a monster game and gets the white guys get the buy, then maybe he gets it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough so looking at this. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say it's really tough looking at this list of players. There's just no one that stands out. And then over in the AFC, we've got Merriman and Eaters. Merriman are just hanging on against the Eaters for that to win the division, but all of a sudden. They've crept within a game of the refugees who have a tough game against the Bear this week. It's it's conceivable yep. he loses both first round buys, which is just was unthinkable week seven when he was seven and zero with both teams. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I I, I think the refugees are probably going to win because the Bear have really only been Tom Brady and no one else the last few weeks. Uh, I think this past week was a great example. What did they have? The poop had 44 points, and 24 of those were from Brady, and 14 were from Zerline. So literally nobody else can score on that team. Yeah. Uh, he started Brady, White, Blount, and Amendola, Cooper Cup, and and you know I call him Ty Hilton. I mean Greg Olson got injured again. So. I'm going to actually say the – sorry, Steve. I think the refugees are probably going to win this week. Um, but it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, it'll, 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 be, it'll be a good game. I don't even know if I'll win. I just – I got a feeling the refu- the thugs are going to beat the Merriman. Like Case Keenum's going to have 24 points, and he's going to get – Philo Powell always gets a touchdown against me. He's just going to – Bobby's going to come up with 50 points somehow. And, beat me like 50 to 45. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. The the Merrimen are due for a bad game after this week with Roethlisberger having put up 54 points the last two weeks combined. So um, my guess is, you're yeah, you're not going to score 65 or more again. Yeah, I've done 60, what, two weeks in a row? So it's that's probably not happening. I just got to hope the, the Thugs have like a game they had against the Buddies the other week when they won 14 to 9. <laughs> And heat them down yeah. there. Oh my god, that was an embarrassment. That must have been one of the worst combined games ever. That was atrocious. Yeah, I meant to email John and ask him about that. If well, where that ranked in the lowest combined scores, it's got to be right up there or down there. I don't know. Scoring is is just down in general this year. Like the, you know, the Mallards. Yeah, I, are gonna lead, they might lead. They probably end up leading the league in points, but they're gonna not even have a. Top 50 all-time team, or top. You know, like we're used to the top team landing in the top 25 every year. And the, yeah. and the dragons and chickens aren't going to make the playoffs, and they're going to finish number two and number three in scoring. Maybe the chickens will finish number yeah, one. I know, right? I'm I'm interested in seeing at the you know end of next week uh, where this is points-wise compared to last year. It's got to be down. I mean, it's way down quite a bit, I think. I'm looking at 2016 right now, and we had... Well, internet, don't fail me now. 
we had what two two teams that were over 700 plus wow. three four teams over 600 plus another team near 600 two more teams that are right under 6 we're going to be so far below a point scored this year it's unbelievable there's only what three teams that have a shot at 600 points Three teams that have a shot at 600, and last year we had half the league scoring almost 600 or more. Wow. Yeah, scoring way down. Um, yeah. Uh, one more thing about the AFC playoffs. We didn't even talk about the, the hmm. Eaters. Eaters are they're pretty much a lock to go to the Super Bowl, right? I mean, I just don't – I don't see the Merriman or Refugees getting past them. Yeah, I, I think so. Even with some of their players – Having, I mean, their running back core all of a sudden doesn't look very exciting. I mean, they're they're just not getting the points like they did last year. I mean, Jordan Howard, I guess he's around the same, but doesn't you don't hear about Jordan Howard ever. Got Melvin Melvin Gordon has 80, so he's got a he's lower than last year. Damian Williams got hurt; he's not going to play. Brita, I mean, I don't even know why he's on his roster. Deion Lewis. So yeah, I mean he's gonna be rolling out. Oh, he's got Corey Cohen in the IR. The only thing I can, I can I, see I'll, them. Yeah. I mean they've granted they've won a ton of games lately, like six of seven or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they can win three in a row to win it again though. That's gonna be tough. That is gonna be tough. I I if I had to guess, I'd say the Super Bowl champion will come out of the NFC and not the AFC. I think. I think the Eaters are probably one injury away from it all falling apart, but I could be wrong. I mean, I I, I think I had the Eaters going pretty far in my, uh, what do you call it, our preseason poll. Yep. Not that my preseason predictions were really that good. I had the Llamas coming out of the East. I had the Eaters coming out of the West. And the Merriman is the wild card. How about that? So, well, but two people had the Merriman in the playoffs, but the most part we all – really blew most of our picks. Yeah. Looking no one had the refugees. No one had the white no one had the white guys making the playoffs. I had I had the white guys as what was that superlative? The team that will earn the number one pick. I had the white guys. Better than expected. That was one of them nailed that. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, well, these are bad. Nobody had you or Aceto as the owner with the most wins. I'm close. It was funny because I was, you know, like four or five games back of him forever, and now I'm just one one behind him. Yeah. Um, Nobody had Steve or Aceto as owner of the year. Wow. This is interesting. Anyway, people can't see what we're looking at, so let's uh, let's move on. Yeah. So I've, I've managed to pick the right quarterback with the Merriman ten out of twelve times so far. It's pretty good. It's pretty good, right? Not bad. Not bad, is right? Yeah. 
So it's, you know, uh, like, uh, Becky's always against Big Ben because she wants me just to cut him because he's a, a raper. <laughs> yeah, she'll be she'll be glad when he finally retires and is off my team. Yeah, I mean he's gonna it's getting soon. He's gonna retire if not at the end of this year, probably at the end of next year. So. But, uh, what do you hear about Sterling Shepard this week? Is he going to play? I need him, even though he's going to have a, a bad quarterback as well now. My theory is that he will play because of the quarterback change, that they will try and put okay. their best guys out there okay. to to make whoever they're starting, Geno Smith. Uh, but then again, it's the Giants, and they don't make a decision, so who knows. I guess they offered Manning to start, but they would pull him at halftime. He's like, get back. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, that's embarrassing. Uh, I'm checking the newsreel to see what they say about Sterling Shepard. Uh, and there's no news on him. So, I don't know. Hopefully he plays for, for the Giants' sake. But, yeah, I, I, I couldn't answer that question for you. That's okay. Lost in the shuffle this week because the thugs are terrible. Is the return of Josh Gordon to the YFFL? Yeah. Uh, he spent he spent I think two full seasons on my injured reserve, and then I cut him going into the season, and now he's been picked up by the thugs. And I hope he has a great career. I always believed in him, and yeah, he's in their utility spot for the thugs this week. So oh, wow. Everything is just shaping up to like the thug to just kick my ass. You know the thugs. The, the thugs could be next year's. I don't know white guys where they get Andrew Luck back. They're going to have a top two or three pick. Yep. I mean, let's let's assume Josh Gordon comes to life. They're going to get Dalvin Cook back. I I wouldn't be surprised if the thugs are significantly better in, in 2018. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be, a, gonna be a tough division next year because the buddies are gonna have Deshaun Watson, and you gotta think maybe some of his running backs finally get starting gigs, and he lands a, re- a top receiver with a top five pick, and he just yeah. will be good. Men, Mary men will continue to make lemonade out of lemons. I got Pittsburgh at Cincinnati on Monday night this week. So the Merriman Thugs, I'll have the it'll be my turn to return the favor on Monday night this time. Wow. That's uh that's interesting. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, well. I was just thinking about the Huskers chickens if if the chickens go into Monday night down to the Huskers, do they bench Boswell, their kicker? I think you I mean do you go for the obvious tanking to get into that loser bracket, or do you put them out there and just let what happens happens? Um, fortunately, I think you gotta you can't start pulling people. You gotta just let what's gonna happen happen. Yeah. Yeah, I would ho- I would hope that's what people are gonna do this week and put their best lineup they can out there. I'm looking at my the matchup Huskers Chickens right now. Uh, I mean it's a it's a pretty close. He's got Isaiah Crowell and Marquise Lee in there, not normal guys, but for the most part he's got his starting lineup in. 
So that'll be a interesting matchup, I guess. Like forty to thirty, he isn't or ninety to thirty, based on how the chickens have been. Yeah, it's his. Yeah, those are his regular dudes. Yeah, I have to. I know. So let's say that again. I wasn't gonna say really anything important, so you can go. Oh, I was just gonna say for our listeners, you and I talked about this a few weeks ago when the Husker season started to go down the tubes, which is, I guess, you know, first quarter week one, that I have to give credit to Nick. At the start of the season, before the draft, he told me to unload Terrell Pryor. He said, you should trade him, get rid of him. And I held my ground and said, no, I'm going to see what I get out of him. You know, he's in a good situation. And props to Nick, I should have listened to him and traded him because I think I probably could have got a pretty good pick or player for him. So I should have listened to you, Nick Wood. You made up for it on the Cameron Bray trade, anyways. So. <laughs> yeah, I, what's funny was you were. Three catches. Yeah, you thought I was holding out. What's that? <laughs> I said you thought I was holding out for a first round pick, and I was just sort of just being stubborn and just like make me an offer. And I don't think you ever formally offered the second original, or maybe you did. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't respond to you. But. Uh, I was, yeah, if I'd yeah. gotten him earlier in the year, I'd have two more wins. Or if I had just left freaking O.J. Howard in my lineup all year, I'd have two more wins as well. But, yeah, if you had traded him that two weeks before when we first started talking about it, you'd you'd have the you'd be tied with the refugees for rec, in, in the record uh, column and no, I'd, I'd have it'd be a lot wins. different I'd, story. I'd have two more wins. You have two wins. Oh wow. Yeah, I was like tying and losing games by one, like all back to back. So yeah. No. Oh well. Well. You know what I need? I need Aaron Jones to come back before the the playoffs get going. That's what I need. Is he coming back? I don't even know. I sort of lost memory of him as soon as he got hurt. This this will be week three. I don't know. I I guess it'll all depend on if they're still got a shot at the playoffs or not when Rodgers gets back. Yeah. Oh, you know, we've we've we don't really have much previewing to do this week because we've we've pretty much talked about everything we can in terms of the matchups going into the playoffs. But I'll say this: this I feel like we we talked about how the scoring's down. I feel like this has been a a down year for the YFFL in terms of quality with the number of injuries and the, the fact that no one seems to score points anymore. I'll say that going into next year, I think it's going to go back up again. I think we're going to see scoring, maybe not back to what it was in 2016, but I think it'll go back up, and I'm looking forward to, you know, all these guys, David Johnson coming back, I'm looking forward to all the quarterbacks who got hurt, seeing Deshaun Watson for a full season, and it's going to be really interesting for the end of this year, and really interesting going into next year, so I, I have a lot of hope that uh, things go my way next year. Oh, yeah, you're in, you're in a great spot for next year. You're going to get, you still have Russell Wilson, David Johnson's come back. Wilson, Wilson, Ertz, and your kicker might carry you to the number one pick. And if you do, you're going to get Saquon Barkley. And that's gonna, he's, he's better than Ezekiel Elliott. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I got to – yeah, I got to – I think uh, 
I, I, I said this to you, I think, earlier yesterday. I think if the Chickens end up making the loser bracket, I think they're going to win the first round pick, the first number one pick again. I think the Huskers have a good shot. I don't, I don't think the, I, I, I don't know. The, the really bad teams are really bad, but last year, I mean, where are the brothers? Where did they fall when they won the number one pick? Were they? They, were the they weren't the number one seed. They were one of the worst one or two teams. So it it, it worked. It's worked out so well. The worst team has yeah. won the number one every year since we did it yet so far. Yeah. Chickens were the worst team they got that that year. So if that if that holds true, then it's going to be hard for the Huskers. Oh yeah, the brothers were two and eleven last year. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, so it's tough to win no three games in a row. Around. Yeah, it's it's tough to be a really bad team and win three games in a row. So having that number one or number two spot really helps. Yeah, you got to get that by. Definitely. Yeah. Well, it's gonna be interesting. We gotta. I mean, it's gonna be an interesting weekend for Aceto and I. That's for sure. He he and I are gonna be the two guys that are really into the games this weekend and yeah everyone else kind of be checked out waiting for week 14 yeah yeah i'll be i'll be keeping an eye on things but uh huskies and llamas have both clinched their their spot in the loser bracket and you know i'll my my attention will be cursory compared to normal you'd just be getting the text from me and you'll just talk me off the ledge here and there yeah, probably. Yeah, most likely. I, I'll be around. I, I don't usually watch football on Sundays anymore, just because we usually have so much going on. But uh, and the Giants are terrible, so there's no no point in watching them. But uh, I'll be I'll be keeping track of things for your sake and for a few other people's sake. But yeah, my um, I'll be rooting for other thing things. I, I read today, which was um, the average football fan watches mm-hmm. 16 games a year, and the average better or fantasy person watches 40. Wow. I must not be the average person then for sure. So, Because it was like part of the things like because um, it's going to the Supreme Court like Chris Christie versus the NCAA to like legalize sports gambling in New Jersey and mm. all these all these leagues are against it but in the end they should kind of be for it because it's going to put more eyeballs in front of their product. Yeah, I mean theoretically it will. I mean, if you're if you're if you have money on the line, then yeah, I can see why you're watching it more. But <clears throat> I mean, the bottom line is that I sit there with my phone open to CBS Sports Line, and I'm just checking that every few minutes and seeing when the score changes in one of the games, and then just checking to see who scored. So. I would say I've watched a total this season of maybe one full football game combined. And I don't feel like I'm missing anything out, missing out anything like by not watching. I was I did well at the first like month or two of like paying more attention to my family on Sundays and stuff. You know, I'd catch uh-huh. some of the game, I mean like watch a half of each time slot or something, but as we've gotten deeper into the season, like, you know, I'm, you know, but unlike you, like, I'm in the thick of the hunt here for a title, so 
I've just been yeah. all in just obsessed. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just so obsessed with the YFFL that I didn't even notice that what was going on in my other two leagues. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got to, apparently I'm going to make the playoffs in, in those two. So I was like, I better start paying attention to those, I guess. Yeah. I feel like we're at the literal opposite ends of the spectrum with fantasy football where I'm missing the playoffs in all my leagues. I feel like I'm getting worse and worse at fantasy football every year and and starting to wonder, like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> you know? well, it's just, some of this is dumb luck. It's all luck. I mean, it's luck. Like, the fact that we both passed on Kamara or Deshaun Watson, it just, yeah, it's just it's what happens. Yeah. Just, yeah. Or you overthink it. It's going to be screwed up. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, 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 my hope is that knowing I'm going to have a higher pick this year, probably anywhere from one, one to five, four, five or six, probably. I have, I have to assume that I'll make a better decision because I'll have access to the better players at the, the top. Higher whereas, better your hit rate is, I, I would guess. Yeah. Yeah. You really need top two because it, it seems like every year it's a top. There's like a top two. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. Kind of really land is that top two. Right. Well, right. well uh, I think I think that's a good place to end it. We can. Uh, I think we should check in maybe next week for just a quick one, just quick playoff picks, maybe make some award predictions. And yeah, I, I think so. I think I think that's a good idea. I think we've already established that the awards are going to be really hard to predict this year, but uh, I think we should give it a shot, and we'll have a lot to talk about next week, I think. Yeah, yeah so yeah, I'd say Rookie of the Year, it'll be close. This weekend could go a long way for owner and MVP. Mm-hmm. What's in the Mac or Mesa? I have no idea on that. I can't even. Uh, I mean, maybe we should just abstain on the Mac or Mesa this year. Yeah. I mean, who who's the guy that came out of nowhere? I couldn't even tell you. I guess Deshaun Watson. Jeez, maybe I, I guess. I mean, I mean, he's not even a not even a kicker. <laughs> Chris Boswell. Briggs. I mean, Greg Zerline, if he if he had been starting all season, he would have already broken the kicker scoring record. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I did true. not realize that. that. I'm always watching Gustowski because he always comes so close, and then he always has a clunker like he had this past weekend where, like, the Patriots are just going for it on fourth down or taking delay game penalties. Yeah. Him. Hunted instead of trying like 50 yard field goals and stuff. So. Yeah, maybe we'll have our first kicker ever win an award in the life of hell. Kickers are people too. You know, I, I'm Deshaun Watson. He's so, yeah, his numbers are just insane. He's still he's number four in scoring. He hasn't played since week eight. How many? That's how that's how good he was from weeks. Three through eight. Okay, so yeah, just 16. like it's unbelievable. Just like when he only played six games, 
126 points once. Wow. This is this is going to be an interesting year for awards for you know the meaningless end of season awards. I'd like to know what Wentz's numbers would be if if they didn't bench him for the fourth quarter of a game. He doesn't even attempt to pass in the second half in like a month. <laughs> yeah, they they get out to such a big lead, they don't need to for sure. It's going to be a good game this week with uh, Eagles at Seahawks. Oh, that is a good game, yeah. Yeah, that that'll be that'll be a fun one to watch. All right, Kev. Well, uh, all right. Back with your shopping. I will check in with you next week. That sounds good. Have a great last weekend of fantasy football, and uh, I'm sure I'll be talking to you. All right. See you later. See you.